yes, we all have experienced a lot of changes in today's world. And in particular, there's more stress, there's more demands on your life, there's more decisions you need to make. We're here to guide you through a special advanced coaching program that's opening up for group sessions and one-on-one sessions just by going to apply for eligibility at nickdelgado.com. Apply for the special coaching. Your initial session is absolutely free, and you'll know for sure if this is the right fit for you to achieve how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. Go to nickdelgado.com right now and please register and please mention that you heard us on this podcast. And when you go to one of our websites that you can link through, we're going to give you some special discounts during the holidays. Please, let's get started together and make this the best year of your life. So fortunately, I I saw a movie piece that I posted at my website, nickdelgado.com, on Nathan Pritikin and his three patients on 60 Minutes. And I think that was the turning point. I, I bought a book called Live Longer Now. And later I was blessed to have met Nathan Pritikin at a conference with 600 people. And I was the last person uh, to stand in line to ask him some questions. For the people that do know you and how committed you are to, to helping people, I don't know, do you want to share like you know, what's your, what are some of your biggest motivations or, you know? Yeah, um, I, 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 th I think uh, there was three big turning points in my life that uh, caused me to pursue this, this, this career of education and, and, and helping people. Um, usually people enter into a field because they have a problem themselves. And I had serious estrogen dominance. I, I was, I, I just, you know, gained body fat. Uh, I, I had high blood pressure as a young man in my 20s. In fact, in high school, I had high, high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And I was an athlete, so I was pushing the limits on protein intake, thinking that was the way to muscle up. Um, but I developed some underlying health problems. And, and later, um, at the age of uh, only 22 and a half, I developed a, a TIA, a trans ischemic attack, a small stroke. It was at halftime during a football game, and I just fell to the ground, and I, I just lost, you know, lost control of the whole half of my body. And I recovered from that, but then it caused me to think that the blood pressure medications I was taking weren't protecting me, and I was in trouble. I was in danger. So fortunately, I, I saw a movie piece that I posted at my website, nickdelgado.com, on Nathan Pritikin and his three patients on 60 Minutes. And I think that was the turning point. I, I bought a book called Live Longer Now. And later I was blessed to have met Nathan Pritikin at a conference with 600 people. And I was the last person uh, to stand in line to ask him some questions. And I'd already been following his book, uh, Live Longer Now, for six months. And it totally got rid of my body fat. I got in great shape. I was off blood pressure medications. And I showed him my before after picture. And he said, wow, that's impressive. And he said, uh, would you like to come work with me? And I was only 22 years old, 22 and a half, 23. And I said, absolutely. And um, so I moved from my physical therapy career to, and, and I had an undergraduate degree in psychology, and I, I went to work at the Pritikin Longevity Center. And I got the chance to work with um, the greatest longevity expert of that time, 
in lifestyle medicine. And I work right alongside him, just like you and I are now. And I'm mentoring you and Ty Cannon and others. I'm, I'm, I'm here to mentor people because he did such a great job mentoring, mentoring me and helping me and answering every question I had that um, I realized that most diseases had a basis in a lack of knowledge and understanding and serious misunderstandings due to major marketing campaigns by big, big pharma and big food industry. And I, I just wanted a, a light of truth out there for people. Dr. Nick Delgado here and Ebok. I'm here. We're talking about a big problem. It's such a big problem that most every man, woman, and child is exposed to what we call estrogen dominance. It's a toxic thing. Toxins are usually thought of as, as just chemicals. But when it affects your own hormones, every aspect of your body is going to change. It can certainly lead to issues of how you look, how you feel, and your mood. And I would say that that is important enough that with this talk, we can help people to understand the problem and more importantly, the solution. Two very important things. Let's get it started. Evoc, when you go to the gym, you go to the beach, you go out and you look at people, whether they're in clothing or in their bathing suit, you're probably over the years seeing a greater level of problem related to obesity. Absolutely. And we'd like to say that it's a simple problem. Oh, just cut back on the sugar and exercise some more, right? It's a very complicated problem and very personalized to each individual. You know, I, I think that when you, when you look at the images of, of men uh, and women, and when you realize that the average man by the age of 40 or 50 has more estrogen than his wife or his girlfriend. And that estrogen translates into fat retention. And it basically, if you look at a man, you, you basically start seeing a man growing breasts, developing fat around the abdomen. Uh, certainly, every aspect of his, his physique is starting to become feminized. I've definitely seen this as a trainer, and a, the results are coming very slowly. And it's frustrating for both the client and the trainer the, that their results are coming so slow, even, even though we're kind of pushing it. So that's how I first started to look into, is there some kind of imbalance here? Is there something preventing? How come some people get results faster and some people get them slower? Yeah, and, and just imagine a man who um, maybe in his early years was in fairly good shape, looked good, maybe was an athlete, uh, took pride in certain aspects of, of his uh, mas masculinity and just over the years I mean it's just a running joke that that men are going to become uh, old grumpy and fat and feminized and I, I just don't think that that's something we should accept as a society particularly since we know that the problem lies in a massive exposure of estrogen in our food in our water supply, in the chemicals that we either put on our body directly or just essentially in every aspect of the environment. But Dr. Nick, you know, you're talking about men and 
you know, typically we think of estrogen as a feminine hormone, not something that men really need to worry about. And I am also guilty of thinking that way um, for most of my career. Uh, in winter of 2003, I wrote in the uh, anti-aging medical news uh, a titled uh, story, uh, Estrogen, the Male Toxin. And I was probably one of the first to, to bring it to the public to light that this is a serious problem. And it's only gotten worse. And you're right, we haven't even mentioned the effects on women. I think women are more accustomed to estrogen as a molecule. And because they're accustomed to it through their menstrual cycles, through their uh, complete physical development, when a woman develops breast tissue, that's normal. So to have enlarged breasts, but then sore and tender and painful, and then maybe develop uh, breast cancer or fibroids or uterine cysts, or... Yeah, what's up with that? Like, breast cancer, it's out of control right now. And as a man, you know, prostate cancer is the big fear. Right, right. It, you know, I, I think that there's even some other subtle issues that relate to what we call estrogen or hormone disruptors. And so let's, let's really delve into it because I think that now that we've painted the picture and people realize that the problem is only getting worse and if you don't understand the major dominant sources of estrogen exposure then even if you switch from plastic bottles thinking that oh sure it's 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 the estrogen chemicals in in plastic or you go out of your way to change your cosmetics or in the case well, at least for the women right i'm, I'm thinking most guys don't use cosmetics <laughs> per se right <laughs> I hope not. The preservatives in, in the food, uh, the additives, even if you did a great job in controlling for that, there's actually a far greater source of estrogen-dominant exposures. And I, I, I think that, you know, through the, the, the ages, we also have to keep in mind that when we have too much estrogen exposure, this increases the likelihood of certain forms of cancer we've already mentioned. But because of high estrogen levels, as one aspect, it can increase the rate of obesity, which can complicate issues with the heart and heart attack. Uh, certainly that can worsen issues with diabetic conditions. So whether it be inflammation, toxins, or deficiencies, we really have to look at what are the solutions. And truly there are some, some elegant solutions. And as we age, by the time a, a man is, say, uh, 80 or 90, uh, a man in almost every case already develops prostate cancer. By the time a man is age 80 or 90, almost 90% 90 of men have prostate cancer. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you, you said that, that those were causes, but they weren't the main cause. So what's the main cause of those estrogens? Yeah, I, you see this picture of this man holding a, a glass of beer, right? Yeah. Alcohol dramatically increases a man's estrogen level. So they go out dancing, they drink every night, they're looking to go out on a date, and here they're developing massive amounts of estrogen every time they drink Or alcohol. just hanging out watching the game. I mean, I think that's, that, that's even, even more prevalent, just watching the game, having a couple beers. So you're saying that's boosting the estrogen levels and adding to these uh, risks for health disease. Yeah, I mean, alcohol itself is, is certainly uh, 
a leading factor in increasing estrogen, but it's still not the dominant factor, not even close. Okay. You, you, you look at the development of fat and fat distribution in women, and we've talked a lot about men so far, but women, uh, when they develop that fat in the thighs, uh, in the hips, in the abdomen, and, and some women develop basically a distribution of fat around the face, it, it just looks unsightly, and, and they'll do everything, anything. They'll do surgery. Uh, I, I mean, it's gotten to the point where you hear all about these extreme diets, 500 calorie diets, taking a chemical at the same time, thinking that that's gonna shrink the fat. That's crazy. Well, worse, they, they go off these 500 calorie diets and the body, with a vengeance, gains even more fat. It, it's gonna continue until people understand the leading number one cause. And I'm about to now disclose the number one leading cause of estrogen dominance. You ready? I am ready. <laughs> you and I had a lot of talks o o over the last uh, couple years, and in that, it was almost as if, you know, you, you come to people and they say, oh, your diet. I think you need to improve your diet. And you go, well, come on, my diet's good, right? I'm, yeah. I'm an athlete, you're a former pro athlete. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty healthy. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I figured I could have fast food every once in a while, and you know, as long as I was eating clean meat, low-fat chicken, low-fat fish, you know, some steak every once in a while. I'm from Texas, that's what I do. That's what you I, do. I, I figured I was healthy. You know, you can look at a person and say they look healthy. Yeah. Yet the statistics show that with each decade of age, when you stay on a certain path that you've been led to believe by society is appropriate and reasonable and acceptable to consume massive amounts, and I say massive relative to maybe some other cultures where you just don't see some of the estrogen dominance that we see. I mean, just compare our culture to, say, certain Asian cultures. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can look at the Bantu natives of Africa, for example. You can look at, uh, in Hong Kong, the people. I, I've been to Thailand. I've been to Indonesia. I've been to Malaysia. I've been to Japan. I've been all over the world. Our access to meat is much greater here. Though. Is, that, is that what you're saying? Not only our access to meat, however, if you consider the way the meat is procured in our country. Uh, a good example is that uh, we can consume milk from an animal that's during its pregnancy. In other countries, it's outlawed. You cannot milk animals and give it to, to in, in the form of yogurt, cheese, or dairy uh, if that animal was during its uh, pregnancy cycle. Because wow, during the pregnancy that. cycle, guess what? Extra what, hormones. Exactly. What, what does a woman produce in massive amounts during their pregnancy? It is tremendous. I mean, not a minor amount, but 10 to the 6th amount of estrogen is produced. Now, if you look up, those of you who are mathematicians, I, I was starting to think, okay, so I looked up the medical journal papers and it was saying at least, and let me use the word at least, at least 10,000 times more estrogen enters into our environment from meat and dairy product, fish, chicken, and turkey, at least, but here what 10 to the 6 is. It's a million. A million times more exposure. 
So there's a million times more estrogen coming than there is from soy products or from bottled water or pesticides or chemicals. So somewhere between 10,000 and a million times exposure. A Harvard study showed that the milk had so much estrone in it just because the animal is inherently a hormonal animal. A pig is a hormonal animal. A lamb is a hormonal animal. A chicken produces massive amounts of hormones. Beef produces massive amount of hormones. And it's not even the animals that have been injected with hormones. Even if they're range-fed, they're out in the wild, they give birth to babies. We're eating animals that give birth to babies, and they produce massive amounts of hormones. A million times. 10,000 to a million times more exposure that ends up in our water supply, our food supply, into our bodies, particularly if we consume them. I mean, let's say you just live in the environment, you're going to expose to, to estrogen because it's going to end up in the water supply. Hopefully you filter the water, you go to great lengths to, 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 to be careful. Can you filter it out of the water? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Reverse osmosis um, is, is probably the only way that you're going to really take it all out. Otherwise, there's still birth control pills in the water. Yeah. Literally. So. Well, I haven't gotten pregnant, so I guess it's, it's good for me. Well, there's a lot of men out there that are becoming transgender. And I'm starting to wonder about that, too. I can't believe you went there. I, <laughs> I did. There. I did. I did. That's why I love you, Dick. All right, what can I say? So in the China study, they were looking at cultures around the world, particularly in China, and China's a big country, and there's areas of China where they eat just rice and vegetables. And these individuals are fit, uh, they, they have very low rates of cancer, their skin is clear, hardly any acne. They, uh, there's people in the South Pacific, very clear skin, they eat a lot of coconut, rice, vegetables. Are they living uh, longer? Yeah, they're part of the blue zone. I mean, you look in ok Okinawa and the, the islands where they eat a lot of sweet potatoes. Starch of that type is very good for you. Whole foods that are unprocessed mm -hmm. are excellent. And, and, and here's the other thing. There is another compounding factor in meat. Um, all meat and dairy, chicken and fish, has uh, an enzyme called mTOR, mammalian targeted on rapamycin. And that enzyme forces abnormal growth in the tissues in the body and in the skin. In the skin, it develops acne. In, in, in the tissues of the breast or the prostate, it, develop, it develops cancer. Wow. It also accelerates the rate of aging. So there are certain foods that are low in an amino acid called leucine. And foods that are high in leucine cause an elevation of mTOR. So all meat and dairy increases this mTOR enzyme. All fruits, vegetables, rice, beans and peas, lowers the mTOR enzyme. Mm. And because it lowers it, it reduces our risk of various forms of cancer and premature aging. So keep in mind that meats are extremely high in estrogen and they're high in the amino acid leucine. Okay. If you also compound that to the fact that meats in the white part of the graph are extremely high in cholesterol, and I know there's a lot of controversy out there now, people saying, oh, cholesterol, it's not important. Really, it is important. If half of our population is still dying of heart attacks and strokes, and half, no, excuse me, not half, almost a majority of the American population has excessively elevated cholesterol levels, there's only one source of cholesterol in the diet, 
if a food had legs, wings, could wiggle, wiggle or could move or could see you before you ate it, it had cholesterol. If it had roots and it grew, it has no cholesterol in it. That's lovely. <laughs> That's lovely. Uh, you don't think that it could be other factors as well that are in, uh, contributing to uh, the high cholesterol or the reason for the cholesterol? Elevated cholesterol is uh, going to accelerate in the, in the presence of excess fat. And we don't even have lean meats anymore. They, they, fat, they fatten up chicken. They fatten it up to the point where you, if you got a chicken, you put your hands on it, it's greasy. Not just removing the skin, but, but the chicken itself is extremely high in fat. So sirloin steak, hamburger, duck, goose is about 70 somewhere towards 70% fat. 70% of his calories in fat. So it's not even that high in protein, it's mostly fat. Mm. If you get lean cuts, you might be able to get that. Now fish, fish is traditionally lower in fat with the exception of salmon, which is very high in fat. But because it's higher in fat, whether it be wild or farmed salmon, it'll hold in toxins, PCBs, which are estrogen-based, dioxins, which are estrogen-based, pesticides, and these, according to the American Heart Association and the American Cancer Society, it's been shown now that these fish are loaded with estrogen toxins. Mm. Now, there are some fish that are carefully preserved and somehow, um, if you measure them, they're low in mercury, they're, they're lower in some of these chemical exposures. You're gonna have to go pretty far to find some safe fish to consume anymore. So, but why, do, why are they full of estrogen? the fish. Um, let's backtrack back to industrialization and chemicals that pour into our water supply, into our oceans. So basically the fish, because fat concentrates a thousand times a thousand of these chemicals, so a thousand times a thousand, if you eat a plant that has a contaminant a thousand times in your body, is, that's pretty serious, right? Yeah. But if you eat the animal that ate the plant that had contaminants in it, mm -hmm. or it was in the environment, a thousand times a thousand concentrated in the animal's fat is a million concentration. So you're getting a million times more concentration of pesticides, chemicals, wow. and estrogens in almost all dairy, meat, fish, chicken, and turkey. A million. So if people say, oh, I don't want to eat those strawberries today. I don't want to eat those. I've heard they're contaminated. Okay, so wash them, clean them. So maybe you got exposed 100 times to a chemical, but, okay. but that animal, what are you gonna wash it? The fat is contaminated with massive amounts of estrogen, wow. massive. So toxic estrogens then not only come from pesticides, plastics, synthetic chemicals, synthetic hormones and birth control pills. We haven't even really gone into that, that women taking birth control pills and they need them to prevent uh, unnecessary births or uh, inappropriate uh, during their cycle, yet those birth control pills end up into the supply, the environment, the land, the water, yeah, and contaminants in, into the ocean and into the fish. I, uh, I gotta say, I, I'm vegan, but sometimes I eat fish, so I call myself vegan. And I know you're like, just give it up. But I patented some stuff in aquaponics, so I'm not going to totally give it up yet. But um, I felt like I was eating more than I wanted to. So this last week, maybe week and a half, 
just vegetables and I feel better. And, and that's crazy because, I mean, my diet is so much cleaner than it used to be because I don't, you know, eat out and I don't do the fast food and the pizza and stuff like that anymore. But it's, it's crazy, just a little bit of fish that I was having in my diet, taking that out for a week and a half for me to really feel a difference. I already felt a difference from the diet that I was practicing. You'll be surprised that within, as you mentioned, within weeks, your body starts working towards a cleansing position. Within months, you start reshaping your body. Within a few years, your body is going to be almost completely clear of most of the chemical toxins. You're still going to be exposed. Don't get me wrong. We're in a toxic environment. Very toxic. Yet the number one exposure is, and you have the choice, is what goes into your mouth what goes onto your skin, and basically those, those factors are important. So dietary fat and protein. So look at the vegetables. The vegetables themselves are lower in fat, so the contaminant levels are gonna be lower. They're not gonna concentrate, because fat tends to concentrate contaminants. Sweet potatoes, potatoes, carrots, broccoli, romaine lettuce, beans, peas, even soybeans. Now soybeans top out at about, uh, uh, what, what are we looking at to uh, see fat? Yeah, so it's about 50, uh, uh, about 38% fat. 38% of its calories and fat. But when we were looking at the table of meats, the meat started at 50%, went to 75% and so. Wow. So you look at also, vegetables are a wonderful source of protein. They which are. Is, which is part of our talk. That they are. My, my buddy Mike over here, he, he was just saying, he's like, I gave up the meat, yeah. and I gotta tell you, you don't need, what, what were you saying? Yeah, I've only, been, I've only been eating fruits and vegetables for the past month. Do you got a mic? Yeah. Mike, oh. he's sexy too. You I have only see. been eating fruits and vegetables for the past month, and I've actually gained weight and muscle. So you look amazing. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't think we need as much protein as as we think we do. You so. Think? <laughs> so even fruit, fruit is a wonderful source of nutrients. It's rich in uh, dietary complex carbohydrates. It has um, certain polyphenols that stabilize the blood sugar level. So contrary to popular belief, people think, oh, fruit, it's sugar. Watermelon, strawberries, pineapple. Uh, when I'm training to get ripped abs and to really, really bust world records, I eat a lot of watermelon, a lot of pineapple, cherries, peaches. I go for it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Inside and joke. The fruits ha have a minimal amount of protein. I mean, they have protein, but the total caloric concentrations were rather low in fruit. So if you're striving to get cut up and lean, I wouldn't depend on fruit for all of my, all of my protein need, mm -hmm. but mixed with fruits, vegetables, and a little bit of beans and peas in there, you're gonna get 40, 50, 60 grams of protein. I'm gonna go on to show you amazingly how little protein it takes to really be on top of your game. Yeah, uh, I can't wait for, for that section. That's the next section. But EstroBlock, uh, was the first product that I released uh, after actually experimenting with some transdermal creams that had uh, cruciferous vegetable extracts. So we've discovered now that the enemy of estrogen is uh, concentrates, phytochemicals, within these cruciferous vegetables. So we put them into a product called EstroBlock. So when people started taking them, it started naturally detoxifying harmful levels of estrogen. In fact, there would be a shift from what we call the bad estrogen. I won't get into the technical names of it, but in the urine you can measure it 
more elegantly and easier than you can in the blood or saliva. Mm -hmm. And then there would be a shift towards a good type of estrogen. So we have people get these little urine kits, we send them out. If they go to estroblock.com, we'll send them a kit. They can just take the little cardboard thing, you know, just basically pee on the little pad and send it into the lab. And, yeah. you know, they'll basically find out what their estrogen ratios are compared to their protein, their, their uh, androgen testosterone levels and their cortisol levels. So Estroblock is an amazing solution to those who are not quite ready to change their diet or they're willing to change their diet in conjunction with using Estroblock. They'll see far more rapid results if they do both. Mm -hmm. But let's face it, we're in a society that wants to take a capsule or a pill. I mean, I, I'm part of that society too. I mean, all are. I'd, I'd love to say, hey, I'll just keep doing what I'm already doing. Just, just start taking a bunch of Estroblock and it works. I mean, we got people calling us up, oh my gosh, it cleared up my skin. I'm starting to reduce body fat. I'm starting to feel more sexual because estrogen goes to the receptor sites. I'm sorry to tell you this, guys. It goes right to the testosterone receptor sites. It blunts a man's sexual ability and it's another leading cause and of their ED. drive. And their, their libido, their drive, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was enough, ester block, and then I thought, I can do better. I'm going to make a triple strength. I'm going to make something that's so potent for those hardcore people that aren't quite ready to change their diet. Or worse, instead of being only within five pounds of their ideal body weight, let's say they're 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of the audience are, I mean, I used to be 50 pounds, of 40, 50 pounds above my, I was 25% body fat. I was carrying a chunk of fat on my body. And I, yeah. I thought I was doing well. I was, eat, I was an athlete. I was eating a lot of protein, right? A lot of meat. Thought I would just bulk up. Well, I bulked up on a lot of fat. Yeah. And I, did, I didn't know, you know. I was just doing what every other athlete told me to do, right? So Estroblock Triple Strength came about. And one of the reasons I developed it was because I was concerned of the ever-increasing rate of cancer. Yeah. I was concerned about the rates of obesity. And I just wanted to make it easier for people to catch their attention and go, look, once we correct some of these underlying estrogen problems, little did I know that the ingredients in Estroblock Pro and Estroblock would also target mTOR, that enzyme yeah. that causes abnormal growth. And for unexplained reasons, people would call me up and they'd go, gosh, my, my acne's going away. What's up? <laughs> I'm losing body fat. What's I love up? This story. And Estroblock Triple Strength is designed to only be two capsules will help most men and women uh, get on track. Now, some, some people who are, you know, just again, pushing it, they'll take three or four capsules a day because they just have more ground to cover. But they're going to see the result. But didn't it help help people with their acne? Oh yeah, we were getting calls all over the nation and then bloggers started writing about it and it, it just took off like crazy. I mean, that's our number one selling product in the world. I think that's Pro. so funny that, that you have all these amazing products like literally that slow your aging process down and one of them happened to clear up acne better than any other supplement and now that like sells more than all the supplements combined <laughs> Tens of thousands of people are ordering Estroblock, so cool. Estroblock Pro. And so I came across another challenge, Ebok. I thought, okay, Estroblock's doing a great job of detoxifying once the estrogen arises in the body and shunting it to a safer place. But then there was a lot of people that wanted to optimize their testosterone level. But the problem is when you optimize testosterone, yeah. some of it converts over into estrogen. Right. 
Yeah. And Estroblock by itself wasn't able to take care of that. So I did a worldwide literature search. I, I studied research as I always do, and I came across some amazing things. Turmeric, oregano, cypress, astragalus, wasabi. I found a combination that would not only calm down the conversion or prevent or reduce the conversion from testosterone to estradiol. Right. And you see a lot of athletes, they won't tell you this, but they're shooting up a lot of testosterone, taking a lot of testosterone, and the excess is turning into estrogen. Yeah. And they're aware of it, so they'll take a pharmaceutical. We won't go into the names of the drugs they'll use, but you know, different name brands they'll use, and it'll, it'll reduce that conversion. Mm -hmm. But is it really solving the bigger problem? because these guys still end up going in for, for gynecomastia surgery. They're removing their breast tissue. Um, they'll blame it on soy products. Yeah. Not even close. Soy products, as I mentioned, let's say there's a, five, a 50 to 500 exposure, put the meat and dairy at 10,000 to a million exposure, which one's gonna be more toxic to you? Very clearly. Yeah. The soy can be dealt with easily with ester block, with, with uh, a product I call Live Detox. The meat and so dairy... So what about, what about the um, testosterone? What, what, about what kind of exposure does that put them at? Well, I consider testosterone one of the more important hormones in both men and women. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's physiologic dosages that are appropriate. And as we go through our stages of life, we want to optimize our testosterone level. I, I, think, I, I think more is better doesn't always apply in the case of testosterone. There is, there's certainly a sweet optimum range. I mean, when you're ripped and muscular like you, and you're feeling good and everything's going well, and you measure your estrogen levels and they're clearing out your body, how much more do you want? I mean, if you want to be bigger than the Hulk and you're the Hulk, I mean, what? How much bigger you want to be? Well, I know. I get it. There's athletes go, I'm big. I want to be huge. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I used to think like that. Then I realized that the effect on my longevity, and I, I decided that longevity was more important to me than, than you know, the ladies trying to. But you, you can get big and ripped and muscular within your genetics. And we'll right. talk about that in the next talk. Right. So Live Detox then, I, I developed with a growing concern uh, about the rate of abnormal cellular metabolism, which we all know as cancer. I created it because I had a, a number of, of, of friends and relatives that were developing cancer. I think it touches everyone's life now, uh, if not one in two. It's uh, right now one in three, but it's probably gonna approach one in two very shortly, who will develop cancer. Uh, as I mentioned, as a man ages, by the time they're 70, 80, or 90, almost 100% of men will have prostate cancer. Uh, if most of us live long enough, we'll develop cancer. So what are we gonna do about it? Are we going to use synthetic chemicals that, if you ask an oncologist, would you prescribe chemotherapy for a patient with cancer? Yes, most of them will prescribe it. Then you ask a more important question. This was done in a Canadian study that was blinded, so the doctors knew no one would ever know their answer. 67% of the doctors said, absolutely not. I would never take chemotherapy personally, nor would I prescribe it to my wife or any of my family members. That's powerful. 67%. That was the physicians, the oncologists. The workers 
administering the chemotherapy, it was closer to 90% said, no, I wouldn't touch the stuff. Would not touch it. So we really have to look, and I'm not saying out here that supplements and changing your diet and exercise and lifestyle medicine is going to cure 100% of the people. But I would go so far as to say that a vast majority of people would probably not go to the extent where at the end stages of life, whatever days they have left, it's shortened by a harsh chemical that knocks out their immune system. I think just the opposite. Why would you knock out a person's immune system with chemicals when that's the very time you want to build up the immune system? Yeah, you don't want to get me started on this. <laughs> so look up what apricot seed is. Amazon told me to take it out of my product because it's laetrile. Oh my gosh, there's literature that shows that it is one of the most important things in the fight against cancer. So we make it available, just can't buy it through Amazon, but you can buy it, you know, through, through our website, estherblock.com. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying it, it's frustrating to me at times, and don't get me started on that too. Yeah. But the ingredients in, in Live Detox are quite amazing. Then people said, well, why in the world? Here you've got the three best products in the world, Estherblock, for people who are close to their ideal weight, just kind of want to really, they're maybe five, 10 pounds above ideal weight. You know, they're, they're, they're wanting to improve their overall health. Uh, Estroblock Estro triple strength, they're up against some serious challenges and problems. Yeah. They're adding in live detox because they want to make sure that that conversion of estrogens are ushering out the body. But then I had a growing number of people that looked in good shape. They're almost on the thin side. Yeah. Maybe they weren't, uh, they were no longer uh, going through their menstrual cycle, so they were uh, thin people and older, or young people and just fit and thin, and they didn't really need to lose weight, so I created DHT Block. I mm -hmm. created DHT Block because it was a gentler solution for something that still had to be dealt with. And DHT has gotten a bad name, and maybe I shouldn't have called it DHT Block, just the same reason I shouldn't have called it Estro Block. I really should have given it a more elegant name of estrogen metabolism to modulate and uh, balance, but no one would understand so, that. Let's change it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and DHT block should be a modulation. It should be a balance of not too high, not too low, because you need DHT, particularly men, for erectile function, for firm, strong body. Um, but too much DHT in the skin can cause acne. Mm -hmm but there's gonna be a little bit of DHT. Too much DHT in the scalp can cause hair loss. However, too much DHT in the prostate doesn't necessarily cause prostate cancer. It's really too much estrogen in the prostate. And that's gonna come up here in a few minutes. Okay, so, so it's, it's a gentle one. For it's gentle. It's a great modulator. It has polyphenols that stabilizes insulin because some people have PCOS, which is uh, really PCOS. a... a uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is going to aggravate their skin acne. It's going to cause some other uh, challenging problems possibly. So what, what specifically does somebody need the DHT block for? I would say that the, the DHT block are for people who are in look fit. They're not really above their ideal body weight or they're already past their uh, postmenopausal, they're past their menstrual cycle, so they don't need as um, aggressive of a therapy. Uh, and for those subgroup of people who do have um, what's known as PCOS, 
and they do have an issue with DHT in the skin. So DHT block is more in that, that fit group who want to optimize but their internal it, balance. But is it balancing their estrogen or? Yes, okay. there's ingredients there that also help balance their estrogen, shunts it to the safer levels. There's ingredients in there that helps to balance the DHT and there's ingredients that help to modulate or bring the blood sugar insulin levels under control. So there's really three things in one and it's also at a price point because people kept saying, well, why is Estroblock Pro so expensive? Well, show me a better product that has the concentrations that Estroblock Pro or Estroblock. There's nothing on the market. Is it three times more expensive than Estroblock since it's triple strength? No, no. It's okay. like $10 more. Okay. DHT Block comes in so in, the, in the sub $20 then. price range. So there's no one in the market that can compete with that product. No one. So... You say, okay, so great, you're correcting estrogen levels. Why would you want someone with estrogen dominance to take Stay Young? Stay Young has what's called methyl donors. Between Stay Young and Adrenal DMG, which is dimethylglycine, these methyl donors, we've talked a lot about how testosterone can convert to estrogen, and when it's in the estrogen form or we're onslaught with estrogens from meat, cheese, eggs, dairy product, uh, PCBs, fish, uh, xenoestrogens, plastic bottles. I mean, it's just hitting us every which way. Right. But then once you start correcting this massive amount of concentrated estrogen in your body, you got to usher it out of the body. And the ushering out the body is done by methyl donors. And so it so happens that adrenal DMG not only helps the adrenals, it helps the liver, but it helps the liver to usher out these harmful estrogens like out and exit pathway. So they're necessary. You could do it, but over a couple of years, you're gonna start finding, you're gonna start having to exit that estrogen, particularly if you haven't changed your diet. If you have changed your diet, it'll be easier, but adrenal DMG um, plays a major role in estrogen detoxification and so does stay young. So they have other I'm benefits. Studying metal, methylation but, pathways right now, but yeah. what what is the nutshell purpose of that? Because you kind of went off, and I don't know if the whole audience is going to understand what you said. But in two sentences, who who's that product for? What 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 uh, problem are they looking to overcome? Well, I I would have to say uh, without a doubt that both Stay Young and Adrenal DMG, I mean, unless you're gonna buy other sources of methyl donors, uh, SAMI. Um, but they don't know what methyl donors are, so. Okay, all right. So th think of it as that, that there's a need to contribute certain nutrients to help this massive amount of estrogen in the body to just simply detoxify and exit the body. You, you've, you've converted most of the bad estrogen to a good form of estrogen, but okay. even the good form of estrogen at some point has to go through its pathway and exit the body. And how do you know that you need that? How do you know you, you have that buildup of estrogen? Um, you'll, you'll start finding that um, maybe initially the skin clears up really well, mm -hmm. and then some of that acne starts coming back, or you start finding a little bit body fat coming back because the estrogen starts getting trapped. It gets trapped. So you need the methyl donors to just usher it out the body and that's the elegant so way. You, so it's like too much traffic on the freeway. You gotta have together? exits, you gotta let them go. Yes. Just yeah, take you would, them together. Yeah, you would okay. take them absolutely together. Or do you like stagger them? Like you start 
one and then well, to a lot clear of, it out, you wait a well, little Well, think time. about it. Most people will love to start with a $20 product or a $29 or $39 product, and then they need another $39 product, but they need it, and they will benefit from it. And there's the beauty of it is I didn't just say, okay, I'm going to give you a methyl donor to solve this problem. I'm going to include... Uh, the ability to lengthen your telomeres and stay young. I'm going to include a nitric oxide builder. So there's three products in one in there for a price that you'd pay $400 for a product such as this. If you look at adrenal DMG, same thing. You're dealing with an adrenal modulator, which is huge because people who have too much adrenal stress, they're going to also have a lot of toxins. Even cirrhosis of the liver, um, they're going to worse, I'll, I'll put it this way. People who have poor adrenal function are having excessive cravings. They're going to crave sugar. They're going, to, they're going to crave overeating like I used to. I just couldn't sit down to a plate of food without eating two, three, four plates of food. And, and that closet eating or overeating or overt overeating is, is truly a sign of adrenal dysfunction just like probably if you think about um, Michael Jackson who had uh, poor adrenal function. He had some skin disorders, all signs of hypercortisolemia. Uh, with some good adrenal support, he maybe have never needed. And that's because of stress. Yes, stress, pushing his body too hard with caffeine all night to stay up and perform all night, and then having to take sleeping uh, medications to go to sleep at night. That's massive stress. And most of society in today, when I put out a newsletter about stress, everyone responds, "I'm under stress." Who isn't? We're all under stress. Mm -hmm. Not just emotional, but physical stress. Maybe we don't get enough sleep at night. Right, pushing the clock at both ends. Yeah. Uh, training hard, you still got to recover. I learned that when I trained so hard, if my adrenals weren't functioning, I couldn't recover and I'd get a cold or a flu. Why do you think Prince died? Why do you think Prince died? Uh, drugs, probably. Well, let's think about it. Why would someone take abusive amounts of drug to the point that their life was at threat? Pain. Pain, but it's a surprising finding that most alcoholics and drug addicts and sex addicts have poor adrenal function and overeaters, and if you, according to Dr. Susie Shooter, who's a world-renowned um, psychiatrist and hormone specialist, she's coming out with a book about this subject. I've known her for years, we've trained and studied together, and she would tell you that once you start a supporting adrenal function, the addictions start reducing. It's part of the recovery process. You have to support adrenals to recover. Otherwise, think of it this way, you take a drug, or you take alcohol, or you take dramatic emotions. We call them drama queens, or yeah. you know, guys get all angry and upset. It's a way to flare up in the other person an emotion that helps them to release cortisol. And cortisol is vital. Without enough cortisol, you, you would die. Mm -hmm. So people are trying to deal with their stress by overcompensating with drugs and alcohol and addictive behaviors. And so is that what burns out your adrenals? Because each time you... You need more, like alcohol, your tolerance slowly rises, and drugs, you're, you never get as high as you do the first time, so it, I hear. It's, it's, it's a total vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, people overeat, they don't just stop, they keep gaining more and more weight, and they just, they, they will swear to you, I, I just can't control myself. And, and it's, not, it's not a behavioral issue, like just eat a little small portion of food. They are physically craving that food, because when they overeat, it makes the adrenals release cortisol and they temporarily feel good because the reality is when that food's taken in, they can't release the amino acids, fatty acids, and glucose from the food, so they're starving. While they're overeating, they're starving. 
So the adrenal DNG G replenishes their adrenals? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. While the DMG helps the liver to detoxify, and I'm coming out with a whole glandular product, and I'm a big fan of Dr. Wilson, but I, I think that we, we need more adrenal support. Just like if you have low thyroid, you take a thyroid product, you need more adrenal support, you need uh, support for um, the pituitary, the spleen, the thymus, so I'm coming out with a major, incredible breakthrough product so the, the, for, for glandulars. The adrenals on the bottom, Yeah. that's like... People on who, top of the kidneys, yeah, the little little adrenals, yeah, little adrenal glands. They control every aspect of your energy, your mood, um, and your addictions. So, what is this this one right here? This that's is, cirrhotic liver. That's that's is, from overconsumption of alcohol. Like drinking coffee and, all day. Like somebody who needs well, coffee to stay fatty liver or, comes from excessive amount of fatty food intake, alcohol, and dimethylglycine detoxifies and helps the liver to process those chemicals. So one of the ingredients in adrenal, adrenal DMG, is something that helps the liver to function, and that's why you get more energy when you take adrenal DMG. It's elegant, it's not like drinking coffee or caffeine and stimulants, it gives you this beautiful, nice sense of energy. Like adrenal, adrenal DMG, DMG. and the yeah. Stay Young, that combination along with Live Detox, you'll be just noticing just beautiful energy. All right. I talk to people, they call me up, I took adrenal DMG, I didn't notice any improvement. I said, how many do you take? I said, oh, one or two every other day. I talked to a doctor today about it. I said, one or two every other day? I said, are you under stress? He said, yeah, massive amounts of stress. I said, do you ever drink coffee? He says, yeah, all the time to get through the day. I said, uh, uh, well, why don't you do what I do? He said, what, what's that? He said, well, I'm under massive amounts of stress. I'm dealing with all kinds of uh, demands. Uh, I take three or four in the morning. Uh, and towards the afternoon, I make take two or three if I'm gonna do an event. I don't wanna take any coffee because I would just blow out the audience. They'd like, think I was like like crazy, intense, like scary. So I just take Adrenal DMG and I just float in, I'm a little bit calm, I can modulate my energy, you know? So, so I told him, start, and he said, right away, I'm gonna start taking six a day and, and he'll notice it within. He said, how soon? I said, a few, a few days, a few. By the way, if Prince died because of a poor immune system. And if it's true that the vaccine, the flu vaccine he took a few days before he died, if it's true that his immune system was so depleted, if it's true that if the doctors had supported his adrenals, maybe with him he had such a severe problem he needed hydrocortisone. If you read the book Safe Uses of Cortisol by William McKinley Jeffries, which is a uh, uh, University of Virginia professor, he wrote the definitive textbook on the subject. It used to be called Safe Uses of Cortisone, but people got confused. Cortisone, that's, that's a toxin. You know, it's a, it's a, um, it's a too powerful of a um, corticosteroid. But cortisol, your body must have, and it produces about 40 milligrams of cortisol a day, and most people can't produce that much. Adrenal DMG helps them produce sufficient cortisol so that they feel natural, and then they don't have to depend on hydrocortisone or prednisone or some of these harsh chemicals. In the case of Prince, I suspect that whether we verify or not if he did indeed have a flu vaccine a few days before he died, or if it was just massive immune dysfunction and he just simply died of the flu, most people would never die of the flu if they had supported adrenals. Never die of the flu. You just would not die. Uh, Jack Elaine, at the end of his career, um, was known to drink a few and alcohol depletes the adrenals, the liver, makes it a little harder on the body. 
you've got to really be careful of the adrenals. The adrenals are critical for, for supporting life, and I think it's a tragedy that we lost Prince. And I, I suspect it, it'll never come out to the extent what I'm telling you happened, but I believe the medical literature and the research and my colleagues would confirm that's what happened to him. Strong statement. Breast cancer in women, there's two hormones that are involved with breast cancer. Prolactin, which only comes from a high fat diet, and in 30 days, Dr. Ernest Winder, who was the first doctor that I met in 1979 that stated that cigarette smoking caused lung cancer, he went on to say that excess of fat in the American diet from olive oil, butter, cheese, and meat increased prolactin levels and was the leading cause of breast cancer. And he also was able to prove in the Pritikin Institute in people within 30 days on an oil-free diet getting their fats only from whole fruits and vegetables, beans and peas, and nuts and seeds, that the prolactin levels reduced to safe levels within 30 days. I've measured many, many people's prolactin levels. Men too, because men who have high prolactin level develop ED. You have way too much prolactin. It's like an estrogen-like hormone and it shuts down uh, erectile function. They even give uh, a medication for men, uh, Cavajec, uh, let's see, uh, Cabernol, that sh uh, clears out prolactin in men and right away they get back erectile function. So we know prolactin is a very major toxin and it only comes from poor lifestyle habits. We know that the other hormone involved with breast cancer is estrogen. It's a, for, a harmful form of estrogen called 16-alpha-hydroxyesterone. And fortunately, Estroblock and Live Detox and the methylating group that detoxifies moves that through the pathways. And if you also encourage a woman to start eating whole, natural, fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, I have guided some women uh, while they were monitored by their oncologist who said they refused to do chemo and radiation. Mm -hmm. And they went through this protocol and within about a year, the tumors disappeared. Wow. What, what other, I mean, that, that, those are some serious, serious uh, concerns for people. What other uh, lifestyle modifications are, are they doing besides? Basic question. I don't know if you want to answer that. Sure, what's the question? They asked, uh, all right, the question on Facebook is, are you including true grass-fed and free-range animals in this meat you're talking about or just store-bought? Yeah, that's the tragedy that, that people gain a false sense of security when they're eating grass-fed animals that are living in the wild. They are hormonal animals. They're very nature. I can show you charts and graphs in medical literature that shows that the production of estrogen in a woman is about 97 deciliters um, in a uh, normal pig, dog, or uh, dog, normal pig, lamb, or cow, they are producing about 200 milligrams, 200, twice the amount of a female, uh, menstruating female. However, a pregnant, as I mentioned, we don't even restrict you know, eating animals or drinking their milk when they're during their pregnancy, it goes to a thousand. A thousand instead of 90, like in a woman. And a man only has about five or six milligrams. So Whether it's free range or not. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They're, they are hormonal animals. So keeping that in mind, if we, if we hone in on prostate cancer and particularly the ever-increasing rate Men past the age of 50 have low testosterone, high estrogen level. The solution is, again, very simply, a whole food, simply healthy diet, 
exercise, balancing the hormones, intervention with, with the proper supplements. And we even know that testosterone therapy is safe for prostate, uh, for patients with prostate cancer as compared to no treatment at all. We used to think, oh my gosh, don't give testosterone to a man with a prostate enlargement or prostate cancer. But in a 20-year study on over 1,365 men with both PSAs monitored and digital rectal exam, the published study results came about showing that testosterone therapy, along, so long as the doctor gets a signed release from the patient, because there's a lot of hysteria about, oh, testosterone. In fact, urologists often suppress a man's testosterone when they have prostate problems and give them estrogen, which is the exact opposite, according to Dr. Abraham Morgenthaler, the Harvard professor who's written extensively about this, and this is published in the medical literature, and you can, you can just go through the entire history of it. Nathan Pritikin, my mentor, uh, actually published one of the first studies where he took people after 30 days of eating a whole food diet without the toxic hormonal animals in their diet, cutting the oils out of the diet, getting the fats only from the whole nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, beans, and peas. And he took, they took the blood, petri dishes, and they had cancer, and they could grow cancer in those people, their blood in the petri dish, those people who were consuming meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy products, they could grow cancer, and it would proliferate throughout the entire petri dish. But in the blood of individuals who were vegan, oil-free, the cancer disappeared, just eradicated. Mm, and that's powerful. in a published study. Simply healthy. You had the enchilada casserole tonight. That was, oh, by the way, if you are in Orange County and you saw our invite to come down here and eat some <laughs> vegan food before this talk, you really missed out. I am seriously so full right now. It's so good. So you, you even challenged the audience. If they didn't eat it, you'd eat all the rest uh, oh, of the food. Oh, I will eat you all sure the You sure you don't have a low food. cortisol level, brother? <laughs> you going to go and eat because you're like so hungry you can't be fed? I'm teasing with you. It the mango, so good. The Thai, I, Thai mango salad. Ramon, who prepared this, I go, you know what? I like enchilada casserole, my favorite dish, and mango papaya Thai salad. And he goes, you're going to have Thai with Mexican? I said, yeah. And yeah, we was that an it up okay? on the plant-based side. Was that an okay choice? Yeah, it was awesome. Even a little watermelon, my brother? You know how we do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the holidays are upon us, and we have some incredible specials coming up for Black Friday. And meanwhile, because you're one of our dedicated podcast listeners, you have an opportunity to use the code from Nick. Go to our website, estroblock.com, use that code at checkout and you'll get an additional 10% off the incredible discounts that are coming out now at estroblock.com for Black Friday. Get in early on these special discounts while they last. Go to estroblock.com and just use the code at checkout from Nick and you'll get an added 10% off the already incredible discounts that we are offering for this incredible holiday specials. 